Hey, welcome to another mile post here in the V-Twin Life. V-Twin Life is brought to you by a few great companies. One being Crash Inc. Clothing. You can find them out of Oregon. Great company, specializing in clothes, doing work on bikes now. You can check them out at CrashInClothing.com. They got a lot of great stuff. Hey, head on over there. Maybe they got something you like. And we can't forget, wild ass. You like pounding miles, you like riding, you want to be in comfort? Hey, maybe strap a wild ass under your ass and ride with an air cushion and be comfortable for hours. And can't forget Custom Dynamics, leading the industry in lighting LED technology. Man, these guys got some great stuff. So head on over to Custom Dynamics and check it out. Now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. What is going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in on another Sunday. Here's we're knocking down mile post 96 with Mr. Bodine52 coming to hang out tonight, man. Thanks for coming on, hanging out, Bob. Hey, man. Glad to be here. And that introduction with all those sponsors and that voice, dude, man, you should be an announcer or something. <laughs> you would think. God, I should try that out sometime. <laughs> oh, no, this is good, man. Thanks for... Uh, you know, answering the message and, and wanting to come on and kind of share how you found motorcycles. Oh. Oh, motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like I'd like to start all of them, man. Where, where did it start for you? Where did you find the find the passion for motorcycles? You know what? I did not um, start riding motorcycles till later in life. Uh, didn't ride them when I was a kid. Uh, and when I went to... Uh, when I went to school, a buddy uh, had a, an old Honda that says, hey, if you want to take it into class, go ahead. So when I was in school, I rode a bike uh, for a while and then only been riding about seven or eight years since then. So it uh, didn't start young for me. I had, a, I had a learn and still learn it all the time. But, man, I love it. I've been sitting on my bike for like two hours today in my garage. Even though there's like eight inches of snow outside, just because I like it so much. <laughs> but see, and that, that's the cool part is with everybody is we all find it in different times of life. You know, some guys, you know, like myself started with, you know, young with dirt bikes. And, you know, we, we all come into it at different stages in life. But once you find it out, it's like you, you find that passion, how much fun it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for the longest time, I, uh, I used to have a quad. And used to ride with a bunch of buddies. Uh, we used to go to the Hatfield McCoy Mountains in West Virginia. And a lot of those guys had bikes and were taking single tracks. And I just loved being out with people and riding, even though it was a quad. And, you know, next thing I know, uh, I had a motorcycle or two. So what was the first one you bought? I bought a Suzuki C50. Is it a C50? Yeah. <laughs> I had one and of those, bought- too. You know what? I uh, I was visiting my sister. I just signed up for the Harley riding class. I was visiting my sister. Her neighbor had it for sale. So I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I went and bought it. You know, took the class, had it about two months, and then traded it in. But that was, that was it. That was the bike. I think they're a good entry-level bike. I mean, even still touring on it. I mean, what color was yours? I'm curious. It was black. Yeah, mine was black and gray. No, it was a good bike. I couldn't complain about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember if it was. Did they have a solid black? I thought it was solid black, but shit, I only had I think two they months. did. I think the, was it the, the T model came in a solid black, which was a touring platform one they'd made. 
I, I, uh, I wrote it for two months, paid the guy four grand for it because I didn't know any better. Right? He wanted five, so I thought I was getting a good deal. And I traded it in for a street light special and got three grand for it. So it cost me a month to write it for two or a, a grand to write it for two months. Dumb hey, still ain't bad. Yeah. Yeah. So how long do you keep street light? Um so I bought a sixteen street light special in denim black. And uh, you know, a bunch of folks in here, I don't know if anybody has a denim bike, but Dude, they look great when you buy them, but man, they are a bitch. You, you just look at it, it scratches, right? So I had that for, um, I don't know, a couple years, and I started riding with Harley Day Rider. Uh, and then our wives got to be friends and decided we want to do a little more touring. So I ended up uh, trading that bike in. So about two years. I loved the bike, I just didn't like the color. I heard some people, I don't know if it's true or not, they actually made kind of a special cleaner for those denim bikes for keeping them clean. They do. Okay. They do, but having to use a special cleaner, it drove me crazy, right? And oh, you know, it was a cool bike for me, but throwing the wife on the back of it, probably not the best idea, you know, for long touring. Um, funny story, though, when I bought that bike, my sister and... Um, brother-in-law were over and i just got it there was there was no sissy bar on it there was nothing on it and i i told my sister that i wanted to go up and get some beer and she's like i haven't been on a bike for a while can i ride with you and i didn't realize that the street glide special is probably not the best bike for somebody to be on the back with <laughs> when it has no sissy bar so almost killed my sister but got the beer and dude i love the bike how about you what was your first my first was a Honda Saber, the an eighty three V forty five. Really, R- rode the heck out of that. Then went to a GS seven fifty ES, and then kind of where I was working, it was a long commute on twisty roads and got going. It just I knew that wasn't the right bike. I was going to end up hurting myself. That's when I went to the Boulevard. Mm. Rode that for That's quite cool. a while. Had a I don't know, seven, eight, nine year hiatus between bikes and then got my road glide. Wow, nice. What year's your road glide? Uh two thousand four. Got it. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it was kinda cool. As of mine it was was actually kind of a Father's Day gift from my dad. So he had Man, bought a brand nice. new one and he, you know had a cool, you know, quite the speech that he made up and what he did. And how he did it, but you know, he'd he'd bought a brand new one. And said, you know, I with all the stuff, you know, my wife and I, I mean, we had kids young, and so we devoted everything to our kids. And you know, we traveled all over the places with sports and horses and all that with all of them. And you know, that was our life. And then you know, wanted to get another bike, but you know, stuff was always happening, family life, and life happens. And then my dad kind of did this deal and. He bought a new bike. It's like, you know, I'm so proud of how you guys have done stuff. He goes, I miss us riding together. He goes, so I just bought a brand new one. He goes, so here's the title to your road glide. Kind of the very short version of the, the deal, but that's Dude, how, how it came cool to be, that? and it was pretty freaking cool. How cool is that? So Man, I'm the got a lot. Yeah, I'm the Can second owner. That? Wow. That is, that is really cool. Kind of special when your old man gives it to you, right? Very much so, and... 
you know, having every document and every service that's ever been done to it from day one till when I got it. And I still keep the black book going of every oil change, everything we do, all the work. And so basically I got, you know, the whole maintenance history on the bike from day one till where it's at right now. That's pretty cool. Man, you got a hell of a crew following you, all these people in here. Did I see Smitty? Smitty's big Smitty is in the house. Man, the funniest man on the planet. There's a whole group in here. Wow. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, it, it's fun doing these lives. You get the guys aside sometimes can bring up great points, great questions. And, you know, it's just it's a cool way to do it. Hang out with everybody and, you know, you, you get to know them until then you get to meet some of them in person and it's even cooler. Yeah. You and I were talking about the other day, right? How many friends that we've met because of riding. Yeah. You know? Very true. Even ones you met on here, you know, through social media wise and you end up meeting them in person, still becoming even better friends and it feels like you've been friends for a lifetime. Exactly. Exactly. Very cool, man. No, so I... What uh, you're just, Oh, go ahead. That's a that's a cool story about your dad. So that is that your main rider still? Yeah. Nice, nice. Yep, it will be for another two years probably. You got all those kids and kid getting married, right? That'll do it to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of adventures on it, and more to go. More stories <laughs> hey, on the road. A- Hey, there's a couple people uh, in the chat that says, is Bodine Adventures related to Bodine 52? So I, I, uh, I'm planning something else for riding. So I was thinking about starting another YouTube channel, and I called it Bodine's Adventures. And I'm not sure how the hell I'm signed into that right now, but apparently <laughs> uh, I am. But that's the answer to that question, so... Yeah, it's my uh, ugly twin brother. <laughs> so what bike are you riding now? What, what year's the one you got right now going in the stable? So I got a 21 Rogue Glide Limited that's really I use for mostly touring. But I also have a 2000 Rogue King Classic, um, which I freaking love. So I split time between both of those bikes usually. I like the Rogue Kings, but you know, at least you, know, you, you finally went Shark Nation. I got to give it to you there. <laughs> is there any other nation <laughs> no way man hey you know what it's funny we were talking about riding that quad i rode the mountains as i as i did that for 10 or 11 years you know you get a little older and it's probably not the safest thing i ever did <laughs> uh, i traded that quad for my road king classic oh really yeah yeah i traded it that and a thousand bucks so did it's you say it was a 2001? It's a 2000. Oh, a 2000. Okay. It's a 2000. Yeah, I love that bike. So, yeah, HG Travelers wanted to know if that's my wife spying on me. Probably not. She doesn't watch my videos, <laughs> which is good. So, I know my uh, my older boy, that's what he wants to get eventually. When he gets rid of his V-Star, he'd like to get a – his goal is a Road King. He really likes them. They're sure great yeah. bikes. Well, I guess they only have the – they don't have the new one. They just have the what the uh, original Rogue Glide that's sell that's out in the model of 2023. Did they dump one of them? Yeah, um, a Rogue King. Get, I'm sorry. I think they 
God, do they sell the standard? I know you can get the custom and the classic. I, I think it's just the standard, maybe. I, I always love the Rogue King customs. Yeah. That big 10-inch headlight, I always loved them. Dude, that's why I love that bike. There's, it, it sounds ridiculous, but the big old headlight on the, on the classic, there's something about mm-hmm. that look that I like. So It's just different, and it gives it a whole different vibe and look, and I've, I've always loved the look of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great bike. It, it roars like a Harley and rumbles and shakes like one, and, um, but it's, it's still fun. Definitely feel fun. Have you done anything to the motor in that one? I haven't touched that one. Um, it came with a stage one on it, but I mm-hmm. haven't. I haven't really touched it. I had. I put lights on it only because the lights, especially the headlights, were in such bad shape that I put lights on it. But other than that, I've pretty much uh, kept it standard. So. Yeah, because that's the eighty-eight, the twin cam. It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's what mine was. And I went to the mine's got the gear driven cams in it and some other little goodies in the engine just to give a little mm-hmm. bit more. But I love it. That's cool. How was the roast last night? Oh, it was freaking delicious, man. Threw it on the smoker at about one o'clock and pulled it off around 530. Yes. All right. Hey, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to help you acknowledge your beautiful wife's in the house talking to you. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's uh I guess we're getting breakfast burritos. Take that. Those are wow. good. That's wow. nice thing. I got like this little mini portable crock pot in my work truck. Plug it in a cigarette lighter, wrap them in tinfoil, and I can throw them in that and heat them up. That's delicious. <laughs> That's sweet. That's sweet. So what's your kind of style of riding? You more of a, a you know day riding? You like to get out for adventures and whatnot? Yeah, you know I do. Um, man, I, I like all, all types of stuff. I'm more of a, a probably a, a country rural type guy. Man, I like any I, I like twisties and all that fun stuff. But I just like being out somewhere rural, out in the country, um, mm-hmm. playing some music and getting after it than anything. Um, and it, but it depends. I mean, if I'm riding the Road King Classic, it's different than uh, than Road Glide, which I actually just got some work done too. So we'll see how that goes after winter in Michigan goes away, which maybe freaking never. <laughs> actually, my youngest son just got back from Michigan a couple days ago. I, I was in freaking Orlando all last week, and I flew out Friday morning, and it promptly snowed eight inches of snow yesterday. So, welcome to my freaking world. Yeah, when Seth get back? I think it was Tuesday. He was over in Rochester, Michigan for a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, not far away. Not far away. Yeah, he said it was cold as hell and flat. Uh, He went to see an old girlfriend. A girl that's a friend. They went to school together. Her family moved over there, so he wanted to go hang out and see her for a while. So, he got himself a plane ticket and went and spent four or five days over there. And dude, it is flat. It is real flat. I, I've moved in the only part of the state up other than the Upper Peninsula that has any good roads. But yeah, it's pretty flat. That's for sure. That's what he was saying. He said the highways there suck. Potholes that yeah. will swallow a car down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. suck. 
I kind of laugh because I I grew up here and then moved away uh, in my early 20s. But roads are the same when I was a kid. And they say it's because of the winters and the trucks. And but it sucks, especially if you're a motorcycle rider. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be tacoing wheels and blowing tires. Yeah. No shit. You definitely get the uh, the service on your tires if you if you can, if you're buying a new bike in Michigan, that's for sure. So you enjoy like doing any traveling by motorcycle that, you know, weekend adventures or even, you know, a little longer. Is that, you know, something you enjoy doing and getting out? Yeah. Usually uh, I'll do a couple a year. Um, usually one with the wife and then uh, with some buddies normally. I mean, uh, last year we did the Ohio Windy Nine. Year before that, we did Kentucky and Tennessee, where we brought wives. Um, Bronco Ride and Harley D Rider, all and our wives, all six of us uh, met down there for a week of vacation, which was pretty cool. And so, yeah, probably twice a year. Nice. I I I love that time, man. Oh, it's I agree one hundred percent. How about you? You get out much with all the working you're doing? Um, I try to, you know, some of the weekend stuff, I got a, a pretty good summer of events planned, things I got going on with, uh, some different fundraising rides doing for like, uh, mile monsters. We got the monster 100 coming up in May. So that's 200 riders, two riders a day for 100 days between the 200 of us be riding 200,000 miles, raising money for Duchenne's muscular dystrophy to get. Drew is one of the monster heroes, and he's now confined to a wheelchair, and the family needs, they don't have a wheelchair, man, or a way to get him around. So we're raising money to get them a brand new hero hauler, all outfitted with the wheelchair lifts and everything that he needs so the family can get out and be able to get him around. And the other monkey wrench is his dad is now having heart problems and has to have heart surgery in the very near future. So we recently, Riot found them actually happened to be up in Pennsylvania, a used van right now just to kind of band-aid it to be able to get him to appointments and whatnot. And then come August, once the uh, Monster 100 ends, we'll be getting them a brand new van, hopefully with, you know, we raise enough money to uh, get them the van they need. Wow, that is cool. Big, so awful bad bikers, right? Yeah. So Father's Day weekend, June 17th, I'll be riding 1,000 miles that day. I know the fundraiser people on Facebook would not if you follow me or if you follow the V-Twin Life on Facebook. That fundraiser is paid, pinned at the top of my pages. So, guys, if you want to, you know, donate a coffee money or whatever you want, every dollar helps. And then I'll be in Sturges this year, August 4th. Well, no, I'll be there, I think, the 7th through the 12th. And then I got another event for Mile Monsters, which is mine, that I put on the Monsters Over Mountains. We take off for a 36-hour, 1,500-mile trip. And wow. there might be another deal in September. We're in the works of something, but we'll see how that turns out. And then, you know, just the weekend rides when get out on a nice day on a weekend or even a nice little afternoon jaunt come summertime and get off at a good time and be able to get out for an hour go take a cruise somewhere. So no riding much planned for you, eh? Nah, <laughs> just, just a little bit here and there. Holy crap, that's pretty cool. Hey, how do you get involved in most of that stuff? You know, I know once you get going, but where do you find the where do you find those folks that, you know, are a good They're cause? doing this. I I met Riot 
actually from doing this podcast, I had Craig Johnson on, who is the owner of Wild Ass, and he actually introduced me to Riot, and I got Riot on, and he was on in the very beginning, I want to say it was like in the 20s of episodes, back before I called the Milepost, and it was shortly after that that he started Mile Monsters. I thought, man, this was super cool, and so I, you know, would try to donate what I could to different routes and rides, and his cause really grew and more people started signing up and wanting to do rides. And I mean, the cool thing with mile monsters, everybody can put on their own ride. You don't have to go find somebody's. You can say, Hey, I want to do, you know, challenge yourself, do something epic as you know, the old saying goes, do epic shit is kind of the, one of the little slogans for mile monsters. So you put together a ride, you know, build your little fundraiser and, you know, raise whatever you can and put it together and go for a ride. Whether you want some people to join you or, or what you do. And I, you know, last year we did Monsters Over Mountains and it just really caught on. Like we got Frank Orlando here in the side. He, he came on and rode with it. And actually him and the company he works for were freaking amazing. Abbott's printing out of Yakima, man. They made some amazing flyers for us and stickers and an incredible donation to the ride. And they really did a lot for us to help get the ride in the public's eyes, besides social media wise, all the flyers and everything they else did. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. I think when you can do something that you enjoy, like all of us, in, you know, within this community in the chat, we enjoy riding. Yeah. Well, if I can go do something I enjoy, but I can do it for a greater good and awesome cause, man, I think it's a win-win. And dude, if I, re- if I realized you were so good with all this stuff and such a good guy, I'm not sure I could have came on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. But uh, no, dude, that's all of it's, sweet, man. you know, that's it, nice. it is sometimes challenging. I know, like, the first one we did, the Monsters Over Mountains, where there were seven of us, myself, Frank Orlando, Michael Nielsen, who's Two Wheels to Survive, Brad Columbus, the owner of Crash Inc., Colin McLeod of Sea Cycles and Afreda. We had Milkweed. He was a, one of Riot's Booze Fighter Brothers out of Oregon. We'd set up to zigzag the Cascades, and we partnered with Ride One Cane a day, so the first day was going to be a 1,000 miles, and it ended up taking a lot longer because we ran into some serious construction. Well, I mean, construction, chip and sealed roads, and kind of got slowed down, so that 1,000 miles ended up taking us 21 and a half hours. Uh-huh. And it, there was a lot of, about the 18-hour mark, you're getting tired. You know, your body kind of says, you know, I think I'm about done, and it's like, you know what? You set a goal, and then you get that for me. It's like I thought in the back of my mind, you know, I'm I'm tired, I'm weak right now, I'm I just don't want to do this. And but you think, you know what, the boys that we're riding for that have Duchenne's, there's no cure, it's a terminal disease. You know, we're not just raising money to help them, but raising awareness for it. And how I felt at that moment is nothing compared to how those boys feel day in day out. And man, it uses this fuel, power yourself, you keep going, and you get through it. And that's what. That's what I, you know, used that night because I wasn't the only one was tired. I know a bunch of us were, but, you know, you you do what you can and you persevere and push through it because, man, what you're doing for them, it makes the world a difference for them, and I enjoy it. That's cool, man. You're inspiring me to do more. You know, we meet so many people on here, and we're all small YouTubers or podcasters, but... You know, all together we can make a difference for sure. And that's that's a cool story. I appreciate you sharing that. Oh man, no, thank you. You know, I'm not trying to make this about me. It's supposed to be your episode, Bob. Come on now, you know. 
one of those you know shark nation guys likes his road glide you know just as much as I'm, you I'm, know our, like, like our friend brian you know he, he loves his road glide man i don't even see him here is he the buddy i know or what's he i, th- I thought he fun. was but you know freaking pride the biker didn't even show up it's no fun bust his chops if he's not here i gotta tell you so, i know it's pretty depressing it, is that really his bike it, he claims, you know, you, you see pictures of it. Yeah. <laughs> but none with them on it? I, I don't know what the hell is going on there, right? Bry the Baker. <laughs> Bree. <laughs> Bree the Baker. Bree the Baker. Yeah, you know, oh. he, had all, he had all this stuff. He sent me a text and he goes, hey, I hear you're going to be on the show. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, make sure you ask him if he lives in Denver or Seattle. And he had this whole laundry list. I'm like, dude, that's not right. So I've decided once he gets out, I'm just going to bust his chops. Yeah, I even tried texting him earlier, give him a call to say, hey, you know, what's going on? But, you know, phone's turned off. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Bri let us down tonight. I can't believe that. He, he doesn't ride. He trailers it to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is funny. Uh, that's funny. He's a good guy, but he's also he is funny. man. He's fun to make fun of, which is great. You know, I keep yeah. waiting for him to get a sponsor from Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, I was on the phone with him one morning. He's ordering his coffee, and I didn't know if he's ordering breakfast or what the hell. I was like, the fuck is soy oatmeal? Blah blah blah. What the hell are you ordering? Food? Oh, that's my coffee. What the hell? Like, I just we don't even I know what that is. Laughing. I didn't either. It's like man, if he gets a if he gets a sponsorship to Dunkin' Donuts, we'll never be able to hang around him. His freaking head won't be able to fit in that new helmet that he just got. That new carbon fiber badass helmet, yeah, yeah, for like six thousand dollars or something like that. Is that how much? It was? <laughs> I have one similar, but mine's not carbon fiber. But you know, hey, he was sport. In fairness, he was sporting it pretty good. So, you know, yeah. Now nah, he's wow. a good guy. I love Bry. I, I, I too, him and I have been good friends, and uh, now not as long as you guys, but he'll he'll definitely uh, tell me how I should take the turn pack off my bike, and you know he's he's a good guy. I like him a lot. See, I, I've taken the tour pack off mine, and I think it looks ugly, and I can't stand the looks of it just because I'm so used to being on there. I'm like, I don't like it. Uh. Uh-uh. No, I've been in like my garage with my finger up over my eye trying to hire it to hide the tour pack so I could see what it looks like because I just did some work. So I thought it'd be cool to have it a little lighter. Um, so I custom dynamics sent me a license plate mover and another tail light for it. I just can't pull the trigger, man. I just can't take it off. I know. Which tail light you got? Um, I got whatever their, their bright shit. I don't know. The low profile. Yeah, but I got the one that, so it has the, uh, the uh, on the top of the light, so it lights up on top for the license plate. The yeah, same with mine. If, yeah, problem is if you pull that down, right, and take the tour pack off and put the new plate on it, you have to have it shoot down. So when they sent me uh, the license plate frame, they're like, you got to have another tail light. So they sent they sent me the tail light, which is still in the box. Um, I don't know if I can do it, dude. I just. And then I'm like, yeah, right, see, I so got I the, gotta, I got to change the tail light every time I take, if I'm dry, riding at night, every time I take out the oh, yeah, that'd be pack a and I'm just like, pain. yeah, it seems like a pain in the ass. So I'm not going to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I got the quick release, but mine, you know, shines up on the plates, but I got the low-profile Pro Beam uh, tail. I, it's great. I like the looks of it. And the one thing I got to, it's comical, is like, you know, if I ride over to Tacoma, there's a toll booth. Either you go through the booth or you can just go through, the, you know, stay in the highway, and they'll snap a picture of your license plate, and they'll send you a bill in the mail, which costs you yeah. like a dollar more unless you want to wait in line for the booth. But with my license plate being so high up underneath my tour pack when I take the motorcycle... It can never see my license plate, so I never get a bill. <laughs> it works great. Well, dude, it's like, why take so it if off? You, but if you take the tour pack off, the license plate comes with it, right? No, mine stay, my license plate is mounted to the fender. Oh, okay. So mine's on the bottom. Mine's a 21, so it's on the bottom of the tour pack. So when mm-hmm. you take that off, you have to have the, a, a different license plate holder. And then oh, that's the retarded. light is shining above instead of below. So I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. No, mine's mounted to the mounted to my fender to the old uh, tail light housing because, like, I just changed the the tail light. You know, they sent me the new one, which that's the one thing I I gotta say I love about Custom Dynamics is their plug and play. None of this cut and soldering, nothing. You, you get stuff for Harley and it plugs in and you're done. I mean, I, I'm like a custom dynamics fan. Way people must be looking at my channel, going, "Holy crap!" Because I got they're all over all both my bikes, right? So, um, I like fact that it says use a taillight with no window uh, or the lit plate frame. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, N- not a bad idea at all. Oh, I love their lights. Like, you know, they're bright, they're nice, they look good, and I just love the simplicity of putting them on i was amazed i mean yeah. i did my tail lights well the rear tail light rear blinkers front blinkers in probably less than 10 minutes and i was done with all of it it's like jesus this sweet, easy. It? it is and yeah. i you know i got all the new pro beam then i got the uh, fog lights and yep. then plus the um the hell else oh the pro beam adaptive headlight that thing is freaking yep. amazing especially i mean i i ran the stock one until I change it, you want to talk about a difference that is unbelievable. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah I put I put the little uh, small saddlebag lights on today, and you're right; it's so easy. It's just it's filming it that takes all the damn time. One of these days, I just want to put something on it and not have to film it. Um, yeah, see, and I got the new uh, brake caliper mount, so I'm going to relocate my fog lights off my crash bars down to my brake calipers. They sent me the the new mounting hardware to move them. Oh, did they? So yeah. I think that'll be kind of nice. And the one part that I really like by taking off, I mean, I like the looks of them on my crash bars, but with them on my crash bars, I can't use my soft lowers. Uh, because of the highway uh, pegs and the fog lights, and I can't use it. So by being able to relocate my fog lights onto my calipers, I'll be able to use the soft lowers when I need them, you know, pop them on, whether crappy weather, cold weather, foggy rain, whatever it is you want to use them. Slip them on because the soft lowers take no time. I mean, sixty seconds and you got them on. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Then you don't need them. I mean, you just roll them up I, and throw them in the saddlebag. I I think great great products. Plus, they're good people. It's U.S. stuff, right? USA made. But they're also your really customer service people. is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. M- makes it easier to deal with somebody and buy stuff from them, right? So. Oh, it is. I mean, I, I had an issue with the uh, with the switch for the fog lights. I think it was the cold weather. I mean, bike's been in the garage. 
but even we had you know snaps we were in the teens and 20s my garage wasn't that cold but it was cold and the switch didn't want to work and so i'd sent you know send them emails say hey i don't know if this has happened before i'm not worried about it i can go buy a three dollar switch cut it i can solder it. that's not a problem at all i said you know i just thought i'd let you guys know if this ever happened to anybody else and what's going on but everything else like you know i love the products and I had an email the next morning. Don't you cut a thing because we have a brand new harness in the mail and it's coming your way. Yeah, it's cool. Speaking of custom dynamics, it looks like Bronco Ride just came in. Hey, brother. Um, dude, he's got so much custom dynamics on his bike. He's got to have like three batteries just to power all that <laughs> shit. Hey, but it's LED, man. It's less, you're using less electricity, less volts. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> I guess. The fire marshal would kick him out of riding his own bike if he saw all the wiring underneath his seat. So, hey, I'm hoping by you know changing all mine over now to everything from all LED with custom dynamics, maybe I won't have the issue. I, for some reason, I've gone through two stators and five thousand miles on my bike, and I don't know why. What's I'd replace the whole charging system when I went to Sturgis, and it only had five thousand miles on it. I'd replace the whole thing already, and it went tits up again which was very frustrating when you're you know 12 miles 1200 miles from home and you got to take your bike to a shop because i always you know work on my own bike and do all the work myself but it's kind of hard to do a stator on the side of the highway because you need some serious yep. wrench to get that stator out yeah man how do you like sturgis i have i have not been out there yet and uh, well man i, I, went... I got experienced it at least once See, I haven't been to the rally. I went out there pre-rally in June this year. Well, I guess it would be last year now. For the start of the Hoka Hay to meet up with a bunch of guys that I had on the podcast and guys that I follow and and meet up with a bunch of people. And I got to say, a lot of people you know, told me the same thing. If you want to do some riding and really enjoy the area, going out you know, June, early July, going out pre-rally, to you know, see, because there's so much stuff to see. I know my wife and I. We'd love to go back for about a week, because yeah. there's so much crap to see in there. It's it's amazing. If you love history, man, there's so much from Deadwood to Rapid City, Leeds, South Dakota. You got the Black Hills, you know, Spearfish Canyon. There's so much stuff to see in countryside that you need a few days. And so, as far as doing Sturgis, I haven't been to Sturgis yet. I'll be going this August. I'll be out there, but. Won't have a whole lot of free time because I'll be working the wild ass booth. But cool. we'll go, you know, see how the rally goes. Yeah, you know, I, I'm like you. I would want to go out there just to experience a couple of days of the rally, but I want to ride the roads. You know what I mean? So, and that's all wow. we loved it when we were out there in June. It was, I mean, you still got bikes out there because it is an amazing part of the country and place to see. But yeah, pre rally is a way to go, especially be a little more little bit more affordable but i've heard yeah. from other people you know if you go go a few towns away even during sturges you can get still get some great rates you know you just maybe you're an hour outside of sturges and you can save a ton of money wow cool you going out there with with some buddies taking your wife out there or what are you doing i believe she's gonna come too yeah we're gonna go work for uh wild ass and go work the wild ass booth for a week oh, and cool. then we'll be out there for the Monster 100 for Mile Monsters will end August 11th in Sturgis with the famous Chris Hopper who did. This ride is actually modeled after the ride he did in 2021 when he rode 100 days, 100,000 miles on his own. Nice. And so 
he is going to finish out this ride, and there will be we're bringing all the the boys that have Dushins, uh, you know, the monster heroes are all going to be there, and you know we're going to have a big banquet. Actually, the end of the ride will be right at the Wild Ass booth at Black Hills Harley Davidson. They got a big area that will be roped off for us on Friday. Then we'll be at the convention center, I think, in Rapid City for a big dinner and banquet. And yeah, other than that, it'll be fun. You know, Monday through Friday, Thursday, doing the wild ass and seeing people and having a good wow. time. Will you will you sign my chest if I come out there, man? Give me an autograph or? <laughs> oh shit! Hey, Springer Mike says that you could you can use those on your seats in your house too. Works great on your kitchen chairs. Oh, so yeah, he sent a picture. Mike, does that mean you have, like, six of them that are at the house, or you just move them every time you move chairs? That's what I want to know. See, he's like you. They've been in, like, having a lot of snow, negative temperatures where they can't even get their motorcycle out. So him and his brother, Wrenchbender Nick, both bought some wild asses, so he's been, you know, when they're in the house, they just sit on them there so they can enjoy it and experience the comfort of a wild ass. <laughs> hey, I got my bike in the driveway today. It was a good day. Real good day. Hey, there you go. Dude, I don't, yeah, I don't know why the hell I live in Michigan other than family, but that's it. <laughs> this weather sucks. My is just one period of time. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, we've been having it here, too. The cold and luckily, I mean, the snow was only 15 miles away from us yesterday, snowing like crazy just to the east, but luckily it didn't come back here. We've been having our ups and downs with the snow and the cold ass and the ice and it's like I'd like to get out and ride even like I thought about it today for a short ride, but there's still so much salt and de-icer and shit on the road. It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to take my bike out in it. Yeah, you know what? As much as it snowed, um, like I said, about eight inches, it got warm quick, warm for Michigan's like 45. And the, the roads were drying up. And I'm like, huh, yeah, I'll go for a ride. Because like I said, I just put a stage two in one of my bikes and I haven't rode it yet. It's driving me crazy, but I'm like you. I went out, and there's just too much damn salt out. Shit, you 45. Know? That's like put on a sweatshirt and go for a ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I did it's a couple weeks salt. ago. It's all that it was... salt, man, that I don't like. Yeah, because we had a break in the snow. We had a couple good heavy days of rain, which kind of cleared off the highways, and I had new rear suspension to put on the bike, so I. Rode up to my dad's house, like it was like 40 something degrees. I'm like, fuck yeah, sweatshirt weather, you know, threw the sweatshirt on because it's only, I don't know, 10 miles to my dad's house. Get up to his shop because we got the bike lift and all the stuff in my dad's garage. So go up there to work on it, you know, pull his bike out, put my bike on the lift, and, you know, we shut the garage door because it was, you know, in the 40s. He had a fire going, put on the new rear suspension, get everything set up, put the bike back together, saddlebags on, all that good stuff. All right, cool, I'm going to head home. Hit the button, open his garage door, and it's pouring rain. I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> oh, well. Guess I'm going to ride home in the rain. It is what it go. is. You got to yep. go, right? You got to go. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know if uh, if you know, when I rode with Bronco riding HDR last year, we were in Ohio, and uh, the weather was just goofy for us. And one of the days it was supposed to rain, and we were we both stopped at uh, it was some river park and we were flying drones up and down it and we went to leave and all of our phones started beeping and said an emergency storm coming in and we all thought 
we started the whole, uh, let's ride through what could go wrong. There was a time <laughs> it was raining so hard and we're out in the middle of the country and the lightning was so close that I honestly said, this could be it. We were, all three of us were pretty shaken, shaken up, probably me more than them, but um, yeah, uh, rain doesn't bother me. The lightning stuff does for sure. Hey, Drew. I've had a once in a car drive when I used to work out in the West End, out on the coast of the prison. Coming home, I think the bolt hit the ground literally in front of me because I've never seen uh, such a bright white. It literally blinded me for 10, 15 seconds. I mean, I just slammed on the brakes and then took a a few to get vision back. It was so damn bright. It was unreal. Dude, it was the only time I honestly could say that I was scared of, that I was scared because it was the lightning was so close. Um, yeah, lightning but, ain't something to play with. And there was, we were actually trying to find a place to hide. There, were, there was no trees. We were looking for somebody's barn that we could pull up next to. There was just nothing. So we just, we found one of those little bridges that took like coal over in Ohio. So like an old coal <laughs> overpass. Well, I yeah, keep going. I got to throw some like, wood in my fire. We're like, uh, we're like all underneath it. And, uh, uh, I thought that was it. That's for damn sure. So, hey Bronco, dude. So, how much wood? How long can you last out there? I gotta upgrade my game in the garage after seeing this shit. Holy crap! Oh man, with the wood stove, it's freaking awesome. I mean, my shop, I you know, I insulated it all when I built it, and it's all you know, sided with. It looks kind of like I guess you can say in a way like naughty pine, but I actually took half inch sheets of plywood that I got a steal of a deal on and cut them in six inch strips and lined my whole garage with insulation behind it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and then got the old pot belly stove. So, I mean, it, man, we've had it where it's in the low teens outside and you can have it 75, 80 degrees in here. Nice. And you got a fridge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, you're awesome. You got, you're probably sitting on the wild ass right now. You got life yeah. is good. Life is got good. Got the 70s Pepsi machine over there. Got the beer fridge pool table you got all the amenities you know you can come hang out and have a good time you have to take a road trip bob life is good at the woods house that's for damn sure god you might have to take yourself a trip maybe you make it out here before bry does (laughs) he claims i don't know see i'll show up on the bike though (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny he's he said he texted me a picture the other day which was uh is looking at his office and his bike was like in the parking lot. I don't know if he sent that to you, Denver. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, who rode your bike to your job? <laughs> yeah, looking through the front window or the window, something at his work. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. why did you trailer your bike to the freaking work to take it out to put it in? You know, I guess that wasn't so funny. A little insensitive. He was having a sensitive day, so. Hey, sometimes you just got to give him that way just to help him feel loved. That's right. I'm just kidding you. He was, he was, uh, he takes it good. He takes it good for sure. Oh yeah. He's comical. I fucking love that guy. He's, and you know, actually if really with his help and support, if it wasn't for him, they probably wouldn't have the, you know, the V2 in life here wouldn't be on YouTube. Cause he was actually one of the guys who really helped me get here and, and push me and, and help get everything set up for me. You know, he's been a great friend and especially when I am not computer smart whatsoever. He's my, my yeah. tech support line. He is uh, he is good people. That's for damn sure. And you know what? He's pretty good. Um, 
I don't know if years ago I used to watch Howard Stern. I don't listen to him too much anymore. But Howard Stern's always one of those guys that's good, like a good interviewer. He can really get people to talk and express mm-hmm. themselves. I think Bry is good at that. If you really listen to Bry, you know, when everybody's not joking around and shit, Bry's really good at that. I, he's a shitload better than I am, I can tell you that. Oh, he's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it when, uh, for a while, we were kind of co-hosts. And actually, Frank had a good question for you. You know, where where are you in Michigan? Yeah, Frank, so I'm halfway between Lansing and Detroit, about an hour from each. So, um Far enough away from the crazy government in Michigan and far enough away from the city, so. See, for Frank, you know, he, he's kind of that guy where he's like, huh, I could go have coffee with, Bo, you know, with Bodine. I could be there in two days, oh, yeah. and, and he would do it. Come on down, Frank. Anytime, man. Anytime. Uh, Frank's super cool, man. Frank's a good dude. He lives over in East of Washington. He's, I don't know, four and a half hours-ish away from me. Wow. Yeah, he just did a mob down to Irvine, California and back. Wow. He's a riding fool. Actually, he didn't make us all ride home. The poor guy, he got, we had that uh, snowstorm. He made it as far as Portland, Oregon before uh, the snow kind of got him and he couldn't go any farther. Wow. Hey, your, your, uh, your mother in law's there, so be on best behavior. Well, looks like we're going to be going on for a long time tonight, Bob. <laughs> That's right. Get, com- <laughs> get comfortable, dude. Go get another drink. <laughs> I've had one. This one's almost empty, but uh, next is the bourbon. Okay. And I do got the beer fridge with beer right over there. And I even got a whole bunch of beer that I can't even pronounce because I still have stuff from my, uh, what is it, the Advents beer calendar, but it's all in German. I don't even know what the fuck it is. <laughs> but you're stocked. You're good. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, no. I do got a six-pack I threw in here because the fridge was full in the house. Fuck, yeah, I'm golden. I can't remember what the... Oh, no, I'm curious. Hold on. So I got to see what I got. Hey, Frank, the uh, the UP of Michigan is pretty amazing. Um, it's a great place to ride, and my wife and I are going to go up there in the fall for sure. Except she doesn't want to go over the, the big bridge that separates the upper and lower peninsula, so um, we got to work through that, but... Yeah, it's, it's some good riding up there. Are you good? All right, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, we got the Stone Brewing. It's an amazing hazy IPA, they say. Nice. Nice. Might as well have it set and ready. You know, you never know. I like Got to get that fine like Custom Dynamics koozie here. <laughs> hey, where's your Custom Dynamics sign? I don't have you, one of those. You are sign worthy, dude. You are sign worthy. I wish I even had one of their hats. Might have to check in there. Yeah. So, like what it. else is on the plan for the for your scoot? You know, you got anything else you're looking to do into it in the near future? So I put. Because um, I know I Bry was talking about you're thinking of going stage three already. So I just kind of wanted to see what's <laughs> going on there. No, no. Uh, yeah, I just put axial front suspension on it. Because uh, I have the Revo A's on the back, I did that last year, and uh, then I replaced the uh, uh, new head pipe, and then I put a cam in it. I put the the Scream Eagle cam in it, uh, just because I was assisting, worried about warranty shit. But 
So I got all of that. <laughs> and I actually had it done. And uh, I have a pretty good relationship with my dealership. So I get, get some halfway decent deals that make it worth it to me. So nice. Mike's been back in the garage, but I haven't been able to ride it. So imagine that. Uh, well, you had Fat Glide. He had a question. Uh, what's your favorite upgrade on your Road King? Wow. You, you know what? I have honestly, I bought the bike with a stage one on it. Uh, it's still the stock seat. Um, I do have a new uh, windshield on it, but I really haven't touched that bike. Um, I, I've thought about putting ape hangers on it, but I just can't convince myself. It's one of those things that I want to keep it as tight as I can. So I, I, I'll tell you what, I really haven't done anything to it, mostly other than lighting put some some new white walls on it but other than that i really haven't touched that button. oh white walls god dude so <laughs> so w- when i bought that bike you know i i didn't realize that you know the cam tensioners could be a problem right so yeah I, I see that's why to, i went gear drive so i take it to a guy because no harley dealer look at it right and and i i just don't have the skills to to do any cam tensioner stuff so I took it to the guy, and he's like, your cam tensioners are actually in pretty good shape. You should look at it at like 30000 I bought it with like twenty on it. But he's like, dude, you got to replace your tires. Don't do anything other than this bike than tires. I'm like, they look freaking great, right? And he's like, yeah, they're 19 years old, man, because I guess they can take the model number off of them. Yeah, so there's a number on the side of code. Yeah, so I went back and forth between – black walls and white walls and i just decided to keep white walls on it which i'm glad i did but um it's just an old classic bike it's fun and it's fun to ride tell you what when it gets time for your cam chain tensioner just ditch them all and go gear drive i will get rid of the cam chain tensioner yeah i will i probably i probably won't even have them check when i have them check i'll just probably do it all at one time right yeah because i have the not going to but the tw 50s gear drive in mine and it's a good uh you know mediocre cam gives you a little bit of low but you still get you know some good top end good bottom end. it's a good mid-range cam that i think's fantastic yeah. for the twin cams especially if a guy's not trying to go you know crazy like a lot of people you know everybody well i shouldn't say everybody but a lot of people like you know bigger is better but you know you find that good mid-range just for reliability and because you like to ride it and man enjoy the shit out of it yeah hey springer mike's out your way too uh springer mike here i just put that he's in wyoming but actually him and his brother are coming out to my house this summer for four days we met up with them when i went over to uh rapid city south dakota last summer they stayed at the campground springer mike ranch bender nick and jason setzer uh setzer pendants rode up from texas and we all hung out at the campground and had a good time for the weekend yeah mike and i message each other every now and then and man i'd love that that'd be riot a lot of good people out west, man. Maybe I should go right out there. Hey, you should do it, man. If you ever get out this way, give me a holler. Sounds like a plan, right? Hey, I can put you up. Not a problem. I'll show you around the northwest. You know, isn't that something? I know they have that. I, I think somebody was mentioning that bunk of biker. But, you mm-hmm. know, we know so many people just from doing this shit. Exactly. That, you know, there's a guy from Pennsylvania that's going to the uh, to the Harley summer deal, and he's going to come to Michigan, and he's going to actually take a, a ferry over to get over to Wisconsin. 
they needed a place to stay. It's like, dude, you can stay at my house, right? It's just that's the cool thing about everybody that we, we kind of hang out with is you're riding by, you need a place to stay or whatever. Just you know, you need something, call us, right? Oh, exactly. And that's you know part of the fun of of doing this is a network of people. Sorry, trying to find a piece of paper, I can't find it. Is the network of people that you get to meet and the friends and. Yeah. Oh, huh. Found what I was looking for. Are those all your friends, dude? You got them like on paper? What? No, man. This is the black. This is the Bible oh. for the motorcycle. Oh, okay. so I get it. trying to. So no, you're talking about if you do stuff to your uh, your road king, the TW50 gear drive cams. Those, that's what I run, and they're freaking sweet. I I like it. I mean, I got all the dyno tuning sheets and everything from mine after they did everything and had it tuned, and it's yeah. a great, it's a great cam. You know what, man? I just don't, again, for some reason, I'm just reluctant to screw with that bike too much. I may at some point, because, you know, I'm probably done doing stuff on the, on the Rogue Glide Limited, but... I said that before, so yeah, that goes. Well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, you, whether you throw, you know, a little set of slip-ons, you know, do the cam, the intake, and a little tuner, and it really will will wake that eighty-eight that eighty-eight up. And man, it makes it great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the stock, a, but you do a couple little goodies just to give a little bit more, make it breathe. You know, let it be able to exhale good. And, and it is. It. There's you, a stage. There's a stage one on it. I bought it that way. Well, I'm how not, many miles you got on yours? Uh, about 26,000, 27,000. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Not much. Why is that? I just Man, not much. I'm at 112,000. Holy shit. Wow. But, I, you know, the thing I like with those old twin cams is you take care of them, keep up on your maintenance. I've met yeah. a lot of people through this stuff that, I mean, I got a good buddy that lives up out north of Everett. He's got an 06, 06 or 05 Road King. He's at 178,000. Never tore oh, into shit. it yet. I remember uh, Rob Carlo, who started the Ultimate Long Distance Riders Facebook page, he had a, I think it was an 05. Uh, he got 227,000 before he had to replace the engine. And he still put a new one. He's at like 337,000 miles on it. Still riding. Dude, I'd, just be, I'd just be so happy that I could ride that much. That'd be freaking oh. great, right? I would love to be able to ride more than I can. I mean, I was fortunate. I mean, well, I shouldn't say fortunate. Like 2019, 2020, I was able to really put down a lot of miles. I mean, I was off work for a few years fighting a, a fucking L&I horseshit when my ex-employer wanted to fuck me over, but... Even my doctor said, you know, riding is actually good therapy for your shoulder. And so I was off work for almost four and a half years on a, a you know, medical deal. I was still getting paid. So, you know, my boys traveling, doing baseball, going to Oregon, going to Idaho, going to all these places. I'm like, <laughs> cool. Pack the motorcycle up and I'm going to go watch baseball. So nice. I had, you know, a couple good summers of a lot of riding. And, you know, Forrest was basically chasing the baseball games. And, man, it was awesome. Hey, would you ever get rid of that bike? I did a no I did a video one time about that. I, I will, you know, I don't have a story like my dad gave it to me type deal like you did. You know, that's a different deal. I mean, that's special because it came from your old man, right? Yeah. I, I, and I've gotten offers for my bike 
you know what? It's not that special. You could go buy a used one for six, seven grand. I'd never sell it. I, I'll no. You know, if I can't ride anymore, I'll freaking give it to somebody who deserves it. But I'll never sell that damn bike. I mean, I, you know, I'd like to get a new one, a newer one in the future. I would love to get somewhere like a fourteen, fifteen, or even a twenty twelve road glide. I love yeah. the twin cams. I'm familiar with them. I know how to work on them and dive into them. So that's just for me. That's the ones I love. I'd love to find one, you know, some decent mileage on it. But I wouldn't get rid of mine. You know, if it came time, I'd fucking do a heart transplant on her. And it would stay in the garage and, you know, maybe go to one of my boys. And But, yeah, I can't get rid of it. I just, that's sentimental. Dude, did you ever see the picture of the guy that got buried on his bike? Yes, I did. Like he was sitting up on his bike in a glass yep. thing, and they lured him into the ground. Yeah, I'm like that shit's got to be fake. And then I looked it up, and it wasn't. I'm like, I want that. So my wife oh, just yeah. shakes her freaking head at me. <laughs> you know, when are wedding rings in there? You want your bike in there? Yeah, pretty much. No offense. Yeah, yeah. It's not you. It'd be anybody. It's not, just want the bike. But yeah, I mean, I got you know my dream. If it came to it, you know, I'd. Time for a heart transplant. I would love to go with an SNS 111. Yeah. Good power, good torque. And, you know, I've talked to a few buddies and they say they seem to got great longevity and it is actually still what they, uh, touring friendly motor. Yeah. But, I mean, there's so many options. And I guess at that time, and if I was to do it, of course, you know, it's like, well, you know, what's my wallet going to say too? So there's a lot of pros and cons, but we all can dream and dream happy yeah you uh you know i've also i thought about how if i could take that road king and i know this is everybody's gonna like hell yeah it, an older bike's definitely different a different ride than my big cruiser right and, I and thought, a different I sound of... yeah could i take the 2000 road king across the country it's me and absolutely the bike, right fuck yeah and, you can. Uh, and like i said it's not as comfortable but um you know, I, I took the, uh, when I put the Revo's A's on my other bike, I still have the, the original shocks for my 21 Road Glide. I understand they'll fit the Road King. Um, Somebody I, told me they would. They might. I know, like, see, I just changed the rears on mine because actually my Road Glide had stock rears off a, oh, fuck, 2008 Street Glide. To lower it a little bit, but I didn't like the. Well, it got to the point they're fucking wore out. I mean, they had a fuckload of miles, and so I bought a set of the Drake Specialties fully adjustable, the 13 inch. Yeah. I set them at 12 inches. I just put those on the back. The 25th of March, I'll go down to Crash Inc. down in Oregon, where Brad has a brand new set of forks for me with brand new progressive springs and cartridges, all fresh powder coated. So. Literally, they're brand new, and those are going on the front, and I figure why we're doing that. I'm throwing new neck bearings, and I'll throw new wheel bearings in the wheels since we're going to have the wheels off, and it's going to have all brand new suspension for the rear. And from what the homework I've done actually is drag specialties shocks are actually progressive, and they buy them from progressive. They are rebranded under drag specialties, so, you know, I should have basically... Uh, mash front and rear progressive suspension front and rear and we'll see how that's going to handle and should be awesome for this year i'm hoping nice nice very cool 
Yeah, that's like Springer Mike. He's got a he's got a beautiful 2006 Road King, and yeah, I've seen his brother Nick's got the Heritage, and they're gonna be uh, yeah, they're gonna be road tripping out here. I put together you know pretty cool ride through. You know, they got an idea where they're gonna go up to Montana from Wyoming, then put together really cool back roads all the way to here through some cool areas. And I mean, they they really like history, so we're gonna you know point them towards a couple cool landmarks places to see in washington then i'm gonna meet them up in the northern cascades on a wednesday or thursday and bring them out here and do some barbecuing and a lot of fucking riding and show them all around western washington and we're gonna have a good time dude that's cool he said he was he was heading out your way so that's really cool yeah it's gonna be a lot of time and we had so much fun and over there in south dakota with him and it's like fuck man you boys need to come out here it's like you know one kid's already left so it's like fuck we got a spare bedroom man you and nick come out him and you know mike and nick one can have an air mattress the other one can have the bed they can fuck them fuckers can fight over not my problem and yeah we'll do a bunch of day ride a bunch of cooking and barbecuing and drinking beer and telling stories and have a good fucking time there you go there you go build those memories yeah and hey to answer i guess there's another comment there uh, again, started earlier. I, I actually am thinking about starting another YouTube channel, and that happened to be the name. So, no, Bodine52 is my main YouTube channel. So, dude, is that the breakfast burrito that, that yeah, I just got one delivered in the morning? Your mother in law is yeah. there, and you just got a burrito delivery, dude. You got the yeah. life. I'm telling you. Oh, shit, monkeys in the house, both of them, Mrs. Mr. Monkey. and Mrs. Yeah, Monkey. I'll tell hey, you, you can't what, beat that. Yeah. You know, when you got... It's like DoorDash delivered. <laughs> Dude, you are living the life. You are Hey, you can't beat life. it. Yeah? Yeah? Man, that's a damn good breakfast burrito. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, Mr. Monkey was talking about all the things I should do to my, my road glide. Uh, or my road king. There's so many things I could do to that bike, and I don't know. We'll see if I do it one day. Oh, the options oh. are, I mean, hell, the list is unbelievable. It's like, what does your pocketbook want to do? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. There's only that problem, right? Paying for it. Yeah, just the money. Yep, for sure. For sure. So you so got any, mo- you know, bike trips planned for this year? You know, uh, we're uh, we're doing an Ohio uh, trip the windy nine we're gonna go down to that and i guess there's a another thing they call bam which we may go to um not gonna do be able to do sturgis there's some stuff up on the east coast uh a couple folks want me to go to so two or three one that's in the books and then a couple other ones i'm thinking about doing so man with this winter it's just been so bad i just can't wait to get out and ride i don't know oh, sure where it is at this point. man i 100 percent agree I can't wait for some 50-degree days and, and some clear skies. I'll be happy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your trips, are those going to be like, you know, four to five days? Or, you know, what's your time frame you're thinking to be on the road? Yeah, I mean, the Ohio deal's a, a five-day, right? A uh, couple couple guys in a bed-and-breakfast type deal. Um, but normally it's at least a week. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So do you 
Now, you got extra luggage besides just your saddlebags and tour pack. You know, you got, you know, I'll say, I know a lot of people like Rick Rack. I mean, I have a Kimmy Motor Tour Pack bag, but, you know, yeah. do you, you got another one to use besides what you got? When when my bride is coming, uh, yeah, I put the Rick Rack on the back. So I do have one. I've had it three or four years. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So. Well, a lot of people have them. I've heard they're freaking awesome and, you know, a great setup. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like them. You know, you still got to like anything. You got to be careful with the weight. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my wife and I took our first trip a couple years ago, like I said, to Tennessee. And we loaded up. And uh, we got through the beautiful, lovely Cincinnati, Ohio in construction. And... Uh, at slow speeds with a lot of weight and two of us on the bike and you know a little bit of that wobble and that you're like oh shit so but yeah it's a pretty good system for sure nice for sure perfect and it's so much fun i mean i love traveling by motorcycle it's just it's so much more personal and it's a completely different experience yep yep that is for sure that is for sure Yeah, I know much like you guys. I can't like, you know, Michael here, waking up every morning here in Western Washington, fucking icy and cold as shit. I'm, I'm so ready for spring. It needs to hurry up and get here. So what's the weather like out there now and in the winter? And the last, I would say, four or five years, our winters have really changed where more snow and colder than, you know, normal. Yeah. I mean, God, we had sometimes, you know, we were down in the low teens, even this winter, and a lot of time in the 20s, and it's like, fuck, it used to get snow every couple of years, now it's, you know, becoming a yearly occurrence, so. What the hell are we doing? We like to ride, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the monkeys should build out of your house, so that <laughs> we could. Build some apartments down there. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, like I said, I was down in Orlando last week, so I was staking out their place, and they're going to need to build on for sure to be able to get, you know, a dozen of us down there, so. Um, hey, Corey, it's not called global warming anymore. It's, uh, they now call that climate change, you know. Yeah. So I hear. Global war, yeah, Corey, global warming offends me, dude. Don't say it like that. <laughs> I take offense to that. It offends me. It offends me you're offended, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm, you know, today was pretty nice. It was probably mid 40s, but it wasn't raining. So I'll take it. You know, we got some yard work down or yard work down, yard work done. We had a tree come down the backyard, kind of hung up at another tree. So I had to cut that one out of the other tree and got the brush pile, tried to get it burning, but it's still too wet. But got things cleaned up. Wife and I did a bunch of stuff outside and she mowing and cleaning up from the winter storms and looking good she mowed yeah Dude, yeah no, she wanted to mow the I, yard i can barely see the grass at times it's so freaking bad i i don't know every time we get this and every time i spend a week or two in florida i'm like why am i living here and my wife reminds <laughs> me <laughs> so yeah but I, i've moved her five or six times so if i do it again i'll be going alone so i figure i better stay here so yeah, yeah, you know. Better just plant your roots deep there and just call it good. 
You know what, though, dude? I get why, you know, when you grow up, you always hear of older people that, like, live somewhere in the winter, snowbirds, somewhere in the summer. Yep. And I'm like, that's just freaking old people. But now I realize how smart they were and are. So <laughs> I, once I the, agree. Uh, once the biker uh, refuge gets built at the monkey house, we'll all, all be good. And I'll be living there in the wintertime. So I, I think it's a fantastic I'm just gonna be idea. Ca- I'll be their cameraman. That's all I need. Right? Heck, yeah. A, a biker refuge. I think it's that's genius marketing. I mean, yeah. you know, just think that, you know, they can pull some extra revenue. We throw them 20, 30 bucks a night so we can charge our cell phone and all of our electronic devices and exactly. be happy. Yeah. You're welcome for that idea. We'll just take 10%. Yeah, right off the top. Pre tax. kinky. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, see so the guys, whether it's Florida or, you know, the Arizona. Yeah. Heck yeah. Somewhere warmer, Tennessee, or somewhere where that's not crazy, you know. So, my my wife yeah. always says, "I'll miss the seasons. I'll miss the snow." I go, "I'll fly you down. It'll be all right. Don't worry about it." <laughs> we'll fly you up there. You can see it for four days until you're tired of it, and then come back. So my problem is, I moved back here because I have two sisters here, and. Uh, it did take me long to realize that my sisters love my wife and my wife loves my sisters a shitload more than they all like me combined. <laughs> so oh, so I left. Awesome. I, I learned shit about what's going on with my sisters through my wife all the time. And I just go, hey, yeah, yeah, you're right. So it makes them happy. You got to have mama happy, right? Yep, exactly. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. But my wife has not bought, brought me a burrito tonight like yours has. Hey, well, I, you know, did you? She sent the son out with a delivery. You know, no. Oh, okay. I would just kind of like Uber Eats. All of a sudden, shit got delivered. I didn't even order it. Man, you know, you take last night's leftover baked potatoes, dice them up, so then you make hash browns with them, and the eggs and the steak. You know, leftover top round roast that I smoked for five hours last night, and oh, that shit was good. My wife will be watching this with me at night. I'll be going, look, see? Look what he's got in his garage. I got I to gotta step my game up, dude. Yeah, yeah. You got to have, you know, filter. You can't fit anything else in there. And then it's like, fuck, I got no room. Yeah, yeah. I got room for another motorcycle or two. That's all I know. I could fit a couple more. I could fit yeah. at least two more. It'd be tight, but, well, I should say that. It'd be tight walking through here, but, oh, there's room. Let's talk about getting you one. Amy's not on. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, she's not on. <laughs> Order you food, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Actually, she would like to do the camping trailer before I get another bike. Or, you know, a toy hauler. You know what? I went down, we went down the toy hauler thing. I'm, I'm hoping to stop working here in two or three years. So I started thinking about the toy hauler. But then I realized that I got to get another truck because I have a Ram 1500 and it's only going to pull about 8,000 pounds. Dude, I got a half ton, you know, a 1500 Chevy and we actually found a toy hauler was a 24 foot with actually the bedroom actually had a door. So the front part was a bedroom. There was a door and then you had your kitchen area and everything fold down bunks in the back plus where you fold them up to put a bike or two in. And it still came in under weight limit of what for hauling mine. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was 
30, fuck, like 3,600 dry, 3,500. It was actually fairly light. And we looked at a bunch of different ones, and actually Amy liked the floor plan and how the toy hauler was set up better. Just for you go somewhere, you got nice weather, you fold down that back door, and you literally got a whole deck set up off the back of it. You actually have more room. You can chill out, entertain, and have you got a whole deck to hang out on on the back side of it when it's nice. So do you fold down and sleep where the bikes were? Nope. You got a bedroom up front. Dude, I just could not find one that lightweight. I, I would almost do that if I could. Because that's what I thought. I'm like, let's just do it for a couple of years. Just try it see if we like it. And then if we like it, we keep it. If not, we dump it, right? So mm-hmm. it's a good idea. No, it was a it was a sweet one. I'm, I might still have the deal for it. I'll see if I can find I'll just send it to you and just check out the, you know, whether the brand or whatnot. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was, it was a nice setup. Fun. And we looked at a bunch of different ones, and I was actually surprised that, you know, she actually liked that floor plan better than some of the other ones. You don't get a tip out, but you get the other advantage of having the whole back door that turns to a deck when you flip it down. So it was still pretty nice. And the price of it yeah. wasn't bad at all. Nice. Nice. Well, you should get one and loan it out to me. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you just got to come over and get it. Kind of hard to tote with your Harley, but you can try. <laughs> all right, I'll come get it. I'll come get it. Yeah, I, I just need your uh, name, social security number, and a couple other minor things so you know seven 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 oh i thought it was OU812 but okay <laughs> six seven five three oh nine yeah buddy that is yeah that's right they call me jenny <laughs> <laughs> oh shit man oh this has been a good time bob man thanks for coming on and, and coming to hang out yeah, dude, I appreciate this. Is a lot of fun. Lot it has of, been fun. A lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, friends in the side chat that, you know, we all know. And that's the coolest thing about doing these. You know, just getting oh, to bullshit with people. Talk, talk about bikes and family and, you know, giving back like you're doing, man. It's all good stuff. Well, yeah, and, and it goes both ways. That's the other fun part, doing these lives, is you get, you know, the side chat going. And sometimes... Other people can bring up some great stuff that, you know, you or I might not think of, you know, little questions or, you know, curiosity about setups or bikes or travel or whatnot. And, man, it, it's so much fun. I, I really enjoy doing them like this, and I have a lot of fun. And just keep going. Dude, With I three mile posts from 100. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate the invite anytime I can do anything and, and I always support you and the rest of our friends, man. I'm glad to. Heck yeah. A lot of fun, man. Thanks for coming on and hanging out. So, uh, yeah, everybody can find you, Bodine52, on YouTube. What do you got? Your Instagram and all that happy stuff. Yep, same name. And come check it out. And you know what, man? We like you said, we've we've uh, we've met so many people by doing this, haven't we? It's pretty cool. Oh, so a lot. Yeah. It's it's been freaking awesome. So, yeah, well, yeah. here you know, hang out for a minute, and uh, we'll shoot the shit for another minute. So. But hey, Sounds thanks cool. everybody for tuning in, hanging out. Next Sunday, we got Milepost 97 with Miss Kelfire's going to be coming on and sharing her adventures, her stories, and how she found motorcycles. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So, everybody, hey, thanks for tuning in. Remember, hey, ride safe, have fun, enjoy that open road, and we will catch you on a back road somewhere. <laughs>